The Buccaneers and Browns face off this weekend, and we'll tell you why all eyes should be on Rashad White as well as Miles Garrett as the Bucs look to win their third game in a row. Let's go. You are Locked On Buccaneers, your daily Tampa Bay Buccaneers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, and welcome to the Locked On Box Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We are your daily podcast covering the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, free and available on all platforms, including YouTube. We thank you for making us your first listen or view of the day. I am James Yarko, finally rejoined with my co-host, Mr. David Harrison. You can check out everything he's doing over at Sports Illustrated's BucksGameDay.com. Check out my work over at SBNationsBucksNation.com and follow everything on Twitter at LockedOnBucks, at JayArco underscore Bucks, and at DHarrison82. And we do thank you again for making us your first listener, your first view every single day. Today's episode brought to you by Ben Online. Who has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before? Ben Online, where the game starts some injury concerns for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers as they come out of the bye week, which historically means a time to get healthier. Uh-huh. Uh, Vita Vea and Leonard Fournette are dealing with some issues. Their statuses, status, I stat, I statuses, their statuses uh, are in question for the weekend and the uh, big time matchup between the five and five Buccaneers and the three and seven Cleveland Browns. Leonard Fournette, star running back, was limited this week with a hit pointer and could see his playing time reduce on Sunday against Cleveland Browns, depending on how his condition uh, progresses into the weekend. Following a big performance by Arizona State University Sun Devils rookie running back Rashad White against the Seattle Seahawks, uh, his playing time was already trending towards shrinking. Um, but Todd Bowles also told the media on Wednesday, quote, he's pretty sore. We'll see how the week goes. If he progresses and gets better to where he can run full speed, then he'll play. If not, then he won't. End quote. Look, I think th- I think this is this is real. Right? So first and foremost, I think Leonard Fournette's injury is a real one. I don't think this is any type of smoke or mirror because sometimes we've seen NFL teams, especially when a veteran is losing playing time to a younger player, especially a rookie, sometimes an injury comes up, and that's the reason the rookie's getting more playing time. I don't think that's the case here. I think this is legitimately – uh, an injury suffered by Leonard Fournette. Mm-hmm. And, th- and it does two things. One, it gives Rashad White a golden opportunity to prove even more because one game does not spell an entire career. Um, as Evan Klosky so beautifully put it, people are getting way too excited um, about Rashad White having one really good game. I'm sure he was not talking about any podcast host who come from Arizona State, wore an Arizona State hoodie, had an Arizona State t-shirt in their background, and an Arizona State koozie following his great performance against the Seahawks. No, no, that wasn't the kind of person he was talking about. He was talking about other people who were getting way too excited. But look, one game is one game. One game, you know, if one game made you a legend, Cadillac Williams would be in the Hall of Fame. And oh. I would be very happy if he was. Love um, More than one game for Cadillac, right? So, you know, Rashad White's got to prove that he can do it more than once and that he can be a guy to carry a workload. But I think either way, when Leonard Fournette is healthy, this is going to be a split back back situation mm-hmm. and it was going to be a split back situation anyway like Rashad White was getting more and more snaps as the season went on not because Leonard Fournette was struggling but because the Buccaneers understood that if they were going to help improve the running game they needed to kind of vary things up the last thing I'll the last example I'll give with that is Antonio Gibson with the Washington Commanders last year thousand yard rusher but he also led the league 
and fumbles as a running back. One of the reasons why? Well, because he was dealing with his own injuries, but J.D. McKissick was also dealing with an injury. And their number three back was an undrafted rookie free agent from Buffalo who was friends with Chase Young. And I'm not saying that's the only reason he got the job, but that was kind of one of the reasons that he got led on uh, to get the opportunity in the first place. So what do the commanders do? They go out and they get a third-round rookie out of the University of Alabama to help split the load. Antonio Gibson now doing a lot better, and he's also not fumbling the ball. Why? Because he's fresher and he's healthier, and that is what this team wants to do, needs to do with Leonard Fournette. So regardless, Rashad White was still going to get more snaps moving through the season. This is an opportunity for Rashad White to prove to the Buccaneers that maybe he should be getting even more than they anticipated in the first place. Yeah, and and – one of the benefits here, obviously, as, as you've kind of alluded to, is something that we've talked about for a while, and that was kind of the the Rojo Leonard Fournette dynamic, where we saw a lot yeah. of Ronald Jones early in games, and as defenses got a little more tired, they were starting to get a little more sore. Then you have a bruiser like Leonard Fournette come in, and guys did just straight up didn't want to tackle him. So the healthier he gets, the fresher he gets because of the extra carries that Rashad White is getting, it's only going to benefit the offense moving forward. Yeah. Uh, I, I do think this is kind of trending towards Leonard Fournette not playing, or if he does, might be a very situational back kind of deal. Uh, I, I do believe I made the joke following the Seahawks game where Leonard Fournette went out with a bruised ego and not no. a hip. Uh, we both did, was, and we laughed, and you know, a good time uh, was had by all. My apologies to Leonard Fournette. Um, but you know, we saw Keyshawn Vaughn get involved. We've seen Gio Bernard now uh you know enter that that 21 day window where he could be active. If he's ready to go this weekend, it, it's not out of the realm of possibility and would not surprise me if Gio was active and Leonard Fournette was a healthy scratch just to continue to try to get that hip right because the weather's not going to be good. He's already dealing with a hip injury, playing in the rain and and in the cold. It could end up causing a bigger problem than what he's already facing. But the Bucs are also facing another big problem that is not Leonard Fournette, and that is Vita Vea, who is now dealing with a foot injury, and he has already missed some practice time this week. Obviously, Vea, huge part of the defense, going up against a run-heavy team, the NFL's fourth leading running back. So the Bucs could be in some trouble if Vea's out. We saw how the run defense kind of got gashed when Akeem Hicks was out. Well, you have Akeem Hicks back, but if Vita Vea is out, you know, that you're right back to square one. And the guy who's in is not nearly as good as the guy who was out at that point. So Vea's a tough dude, man. And and we no. know that if he can be out there, he will be out there. But what is your reaction, David, to Vea popping up on the injury report with that foot injury? That is massive. If this team were to have to play without Vita Vea, that no disrespect to Leonard Fournette, that's a much bigger problem than not playing with Leonard Fournette. Like if you got to choose one and leave the other behind, you leave Lenny in Florida, use the, well, I would say heat, but use the warmer weather than what you're going to get in Cleveland to help heal yourself. And let's take Vita uh, to Northern Ohio and come out of there uh, with a win, unlike what Michigan is going to do, which is not this weekend in Ohio. So um, more to come. On this game, apparently James is going to raspberry all over what I just said. That's fun. Yep. I'm glad that we're not in the same room while he's doing so. But we uh, could be in the same room trying to pick player. There's no good way to segue to this. This episode of the Locked on Bucks podcast is brought to you by Prize Picks. Prize Picks, you pick two to five players, and if they go 
or if they score more or less in their prize picks projection, then you can win up to 10 times your money on any single entry. There's no competing against other people. So when you make a prediction and somebody wants to raspberry all over, it doesn't matter because it's just you versus the projections available. And they've got NFL, NBA, Major League Baseball when that comes back, hockey, PGA, college football, of course, and so much more, including cricket, I'm sure. World Cup is probably on there, right? Soccer is pretty popular, so I'm sure it's on there. And they have safe to fast, safe and fast withdrawals, not safe. Uh, currently operational in over 30 states and Canada. So download the Prize Picks app or go to prizepicks.com. Sign up to play daily fantasy sports the right way. First time users, you get a 100% instant deposit match up to $100 with the promo code locked on. So if you deposit $100, Prize Picks will give you $100 so you can put it on Ohio State players to run up the score and win. Don't forget to enter promo code locked on at sign up for an instant deposit match up to $100. Go Bucks. We're going to tell you what we're confident in and what we're concerned about as the Tampa Bay Buccaneers travel to the great city of Cleveland, Ohio to take on the Brownies. And we thank you for making the Locked On Bucks podcast first listener view and joining in on the conversation. Evan Klosky is going to be happy with what I just said during that ad read which is good because he's not going to be happy about what I have to say <laughs> for your second <laughs> listen. Make sure you're also checking out Locked On Sports today. Biggest games, biggest stories. Go beyond the scenes of them all with local experts that only Locked On can provide. Locked On Sports today available here on YouTube or wherever you get your podcast. We're confident and we're also a little concerned. Uh, Nailbiting.gif. There are two sides to every coin uh, in every week, so we're going to break this down. James, I'm going to switch it out actually over to you. I'm going to let you tell the good people what you're confident in first. I am confident in something that we literally just talked about, and that is if Rashad White is called upon to be the lead back, he will be able to get the job done. He is averaging almost four yards per carry now on the season, coming off a game where he averaged almost five yards per carry, and he's still a little bit of a wild card, right? Because on film... He hasn't been utilized a ton, and NFL defenses haven't been able to prepare for the full arsenal of what Rashad White is capable of. They can prepare for Leonard Fournette all day. They can prepare for good Lenny, bad Lenny, playoff Lenny, cupcake Lenny, whatever kind of Lenny. Rashad White is not in that realm right now. He has 10 games on his resume, and there's not a lot to look at in some of those early games. So... He's a guy that is really kind of the key X factor for the Buccaneers because he can catch the ball. He can pick up blitzes. He can run the ball between the tackles. He can break it outside. He is an absolute force. And if he's given the opportunity now to be that guy that takes 70 to 80% of the carries, he can yeah. absolutely just completely control this football game. Yeah, Rashad White is more James White than any other Buccaneers running back they've had for Tom Brady since he arrived. And uh, I think that's 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 kind of the biggest key there. And I like the possibility of Keyshawn Vaughn getting more involved. Uh, again, there were, yeah. there were a lot of good things we saw from him in training camp in the preseason that we haven't gotten to see in the regular season for one reason or another. Uh, so whether it's by force, you know, because the Buccaneers don't have a choice, uh, looking forward to maybe seeing some more Keyshawn Vaughn out there on the field. I'm confident in this defense. And the fact that they're not playing against Deshaun Watson yet. And and look, yeah. I am in the school of thought. If you're out there going, Deshaun hasn't played in two years. We don't know what he's going to be. I, I get it. I got it. Mm-hmm. Okay, we don't know what he's going to be. But he could also be really good. Okay? Like, he could also be really good. Because, and I, I, we've kind of already talked about this during the entire offseason. Well, during the 40 days of, of nightmare 
conversations about who was going to be the next Buccaneers quarterback. <laughs> we talked about Sean Watson a lot, and I pointed out that for a, I think, a one-win Houston Texans team, he put up MVP caliber numbers. Imagine what he could do on a team that was actually winning. Right. Um, so skill was there. Is it there? I don't know. But I don't want the Buccaneers to be the first team to find out. So good luck with that, Houston, next weekend. Uh, good luck with Lovey Smith as well. I don't know which one's your bigger problem. Um, it's Lovey. But the Buccaneers' defense is seventh in total uh, offense, like against total offense, right, in, in allowing the fewest total offensive yards, 15th against the run, sixth against the pass, and that's yards per game, not yards per play. The numbers are a little bit different yards per play, but they're generally the same. So, yeah, Nick Chubb is one of the best running backs in the National Football League. Love the dude. Try to target him in every fantasy draft uh, I ever have just because he is he is that dude. But this defense is really good, too. Now, Vita Vea is a concern. So that's that's part of the problem. But you know what? Vita Vea doesn't do this by himself. I'm not trying to undersell his impact. But there are 10 other guys that have been on the field to help produce this, this top, top 15 run defense. And even if Vita isn't on the field in Cleveland, they need to rally together and help Nacho or whatever set they come out with because you know Todd is going to be creative. You might see Logan and you might see Akeem Hicks in the middle. I don't know what you're going to see, but they need to rally around that dude, and then you just tell them, dude, just do your job. Don't try to be 50. You be number whatever you are, and we will. We got your back. If they come into the saying, oh, no, we ain't got Vita. What are we going to do? Well, then they've lost before they get off the snow-covered ground. Okay? So I know it sounds like a lot of concerns, but I'm confident that this defense is going to rally around whoever is on the nose and do enough to keep the Cleveland Browns offense from running away with this game, literally. Well, I'm I'm very glad that you are confident in that because that is my concern. It is Nick Chubb. The, the guy is just an absolute monster. The Bucs have allowed over 100 rushing yards in five games this season, including over 230 rush yards against the Baltimore Ravens. In those games, the Bucs are two and three. However... The, again, two sides to every coin. The flip side of this one, they've allowed just 107 rushing yards in the last two games combined. However, as much of a weapon as Kenneth Walker is, uh, the Rams no run the ball, no good. Uh, so that the numbers are a little bit skewed right there. Neither team has a top five running back in the NFL lining up in their backfield. So if Vita Vea is out, Chubb can absolutely do what I just said. Rashad White has the capability to do against the Browns, and that's control the tempo of the game. He can set the tone for the entire game, keep the Bucks offense sidelined, get these chunk yards, control time of possession, slow things down, and help the Browns have some of these long, sustained scoring drives where – yeah, they could run Chubb at you six times in a row and it could be working. Then all of a sudden you're finding Amari Cooper. You're finding Michigan legend Donovan Peoples-Jones wide open for a touchdown somewhere. So I'm very he concerned wasn't even about that good. No, he really wasn't, but he did play for Michigan. Uh, there will be another Michigan legend on the field on Sunday. Uh, we'll talk about him later. He apparently um, wasn't that good there either, according to his coach. Well, Lloyd Carr was a moron, so we don't need to really delve into that too much. Uh, also, what was the what was the awful quarterback that they kept swapping him out with? He was like Wasn't the number- Drew Henson. It was. He yeah. was like the most elite high school prospect in Michigan yeah. history. 
Yeah, wild. absolutely was. So it was Terrell Pryor. Wild turn of events. Well, not Michigan history, but yeah, same thing. Yeah. Um, you're right to be concerned about Nick Chubb. That dude, again, I already said it. He is that dude. I'm concerned. So the Cleveland Browns are going to try to stay on the field with their offense. And, yes. you know, look, as many people in the Big Ten found out when Tom Brady was back in school, he can't hurt you from the sidelines. Unfortunately for Michigan, opponents found that out while their offense was on the field anyway. <laughs> um, and Tom Brady still can't hurt you from the sidelines, even though he is now the legend and the starter and all that stuff. So, the, yeah, the Browns are absolutely going to want to control the clock, keep their offense on the field as much as possible, but they're also going to want to get the Buccaneers' offense off the field as much as possible. And Miles Garrett wants to do nothing other than wear a starter jacket. They don't make starter jackets anymore, but he wants to yes, wear a jacket. Oh, and, well, not for the NFL, not for the sidelines. He wants okay. to put on that big poofy jacket, sit under the heater if they have them. I don't know. They might be too tough in Cleveland for heaters. I don't know. Everybody just spends the winter with their windows open because we're tough. Um, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm getting sidetracked. Miles Garrett, 13th in pass rush productivity, according to PFF, um, which measures pressure created on a per-snap basis with a, a, more, a bigger weight towards uh, sacks. Right. So 13th in the National Football League. That's all pass rushers, no matter how many pass rush rush reps you have so so like the dude that has one pass rush and he got a sack on that one he's still on that list even with those guys involved miles garrett top 15 in the national football league fifth amongst edge defenders that have as many snaps snaps as he does in, in pass rushing so that just tells you he's just behind nick bosa so that's who you're facing tampa bay buccaneers and as evan klosky pointed out they do like to get him uh, against interior linemen as much as possible so your uh, interior offensive line, which is your weakest part, is definitely going to have some problems there. But look, Miles isn't doing this alone. Chase Winovich is 15th in the same population. Now, granted, he doesn't have nearly as many pass rush snaps, but this stat shows you that when they do dial him up, he's he's being he's getting home. He's being successful. Isaiah Thomas, who I thought was only good at dishing uh, assists and bad-mouthing Michael Jordan, 47th in the entire National Football League. Again, kind of a depth player, right? But a guy that they have that when they use him, he is – being effective and if you're the cleveland browns bro you're three and seven like what do you have to lose right like just throw the kitchen sink at tom brady and hope something falls in your direction if i'm the cleveland browns that's what i'm doing and if it works you get tom brady and that offense off the field yeah all they really need to do is go up to miles and be like hey you see the guy wearing number 12 just pretend he's in black and orange and wearing number nine. And all of a sudden his eyes are going to get just red and there's going to be smoke shooting out of his nose. Uh, it's going to be real important for the Buccaneers to protect get drug tested after the game. <laughs> yeah, that too. It's going to be real important for the Buccaneers to protect Tom Brady, just like it's important for you to protect your home. And if you've thought about securing your home, with home security, but have been putting it off, you'll want to listen up. Right now, Locked On Bucks listeners can order the number one rated Simply Safe home security system for 50% off. This is their biggest offer of the year, and you won't want to miss it. What I really personally enjoy about the Simply Safe advanced technology is being able to access crystal clear HD from my phone when I'm away from home. I can check in on what's going on, make sure the dog didn't make a mess in the house, check out if the person leaving packages is legit, or if there's somebody maybe taking some packages that don't exactly belong to them. There is a wide variety of high-tech sensors that you can monitor, and in addition to that, there are 24-7 professional monitoring agents that use Fast Protect technology exclusively from Simply Safe to capture critical evidence and verify that a threat is real so you can get priority police response. 
Do not miss your chance to save big on the only security system that I recommend. Get 50% off any new Simply Safe system at simplysafe.com slash locked on NFL today. This is their biggest discount of the year, so do not wait. That is simplysafe.com slash locked on NFL. There's no safe like Simply Safe. Wrapping things up here on a post Thanksgiving Friday, uh, go big blue. And it is time for predictions. You are not a, even a Wolverine fan. I am on Thanksgiving like this weekend. Is, every this is year. the most ridiculous every thing year. ever. You, you, you simply cheer for another a rival, by the way. A rival. You cheer for a rival just because you don't like the other, other rival even Illinois, more. Illinois and Michigan are not rivals. No, you're right. They're not because you have to be competitive to be a rival. But no, you're in the same conference, which which okay. that makes you a rival. They're not even in the same division anymore. Listen, I didn't know that. <laughs> Michigan's in the same division as Ohio State. How do you? That's the only. Uh, honestly, that's the only one I know. I know that Ohio State and Michigan are in the same division. I don't know anything about the rest of them. I don't know what division they're in off the top of my head. Illinois. I'd have to Google it just like everybody else. Look, this isn't the locked on. Big Ten podcast, okay? No, it is not, I, but you kept bringing it It's a very it good podcast, but this isn't it. I don't need to know that kind of stuff. I'm going to keep you know, shooting it back. Illinois' big rivals, Northwestern, which is why Scott and Carmen. Oh, that's, I'm sure that's a hot-button game to watch every year on, I don't know, PBS. Wow. Prediction time for the Bucks and Browns. Let's kick things off with the bold predictions. And I'm going to start first because I can. My bold prediction is Mike Evans. He is about to pop off and have his best game of the season. We've talked a lot about the running backs in this game. Don't forget, you got Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, Julio Jones, Kate Otten, all out there catching passes from Michigan Wolverine and NFL GOAT Tom Brady. Against Baltimore, Mike Evans finished with six catches on 11 targets for 123 yards. However... Mike Evans hasn't reached an end zone since the Chiefs game. Guess what? That's going to change this weekend. Evans going to get eight receptions for 138 yards, and he's going to get in the end zone. It is a Mike Evans kind of day. We'll see if, like he did in his rookie year, the last time he played up in Cleveland, he throws up that Money Manziel side. He had a big day in Cleveland as a rookie. I don't know that he puts the Money Manziel sign up because not too many people would remember what that's for. I remember, and he should do it just for me. Um, just, just for you. And he can um, tell Browns fans, like, yeah, you remember when you drafted this guy? That was because of me. You're welcome. Yeah. One major football team visiting the state of Ohio can win this weekend. Which one is it? Oh. Don't ask me questions like that. I, I already I, asked you. Answer the question. I played the fifth. You can't play the fifth. One, two, three, four, fifth. Coward. He gets that reference. My bold prediction, <laughs> Rashad White is going to prove Evan Klosky wrong. Listen, on our Wednesday episode, WTSB, love Evan Klosky to death. He came on my show <laughs> and decided to throw some shade at people who were excited about Rashad White's solid to above average, really good performance in Seattle Seahawks. Talking about how... According to us, because I'm one of them, according to us, Rondé Barber was going to get inducted in the Hall of Fame and turn in hand a legend Buccaneers torch to Rashad White after just one game. Listen to me, Mr. Klosky. 
<laughs> you're the guy that shows up to birthday parties. You you show up to somebody's 30th birthday party and say, what's the big deal? You've already done this 29 times. <laughs> Listen, everybody knows it's one game. Everybody knows it's one week. Just let the people be happy. Just let the Sun Devil fans have something to cheer for. Brandon Ayuk and Rashad White. <laughs> Eno Benjamin for a week. That's all we got. That's, that's all we got. Just give it to us, brother. Just give, just give it to us. Rashad White is going to ball out. And Arizona State truthers, Rashad White lovers around the world are going to celebrate. And Evan Klosky is going to hate every minute of it. Uh, but it'll be okay because he's going to be celebrating a Buckeyes win. Not true. Uh, asking for a friend, half point PPR. Do you start Rashad White or Alvin Kamara this week? Uh, Rashad White. Until the New Orleans Saints get smart and put Jameis Winston in there, which by the time you see this, maybe they have done that. If they have, if they have, I change my I change my answer. But honestly, I'm not starting anybody other than Chris Olave, only because I really don't have a choice. To be quite honest with you, yeah, um, as have- long as the Saints are still pushing Andy Dalton out there. Sorry, I have both of them. Yeah. Anyway, my predicted player of the game is going to be Antoine Winfield Jr. And I think if Vita Vea doesn't go, Antoine is going to play a pivotal role for this defense in being the guy that comes up and crashes the box, helps slow down and stop the rushing attack of not just Nick Chubb, but another guy that we haven't mentioned at all in this episode, Kareem Hunt. Uh, Antoine is going to be that that guy in the back that can trick you into thinking he is going to crash the box and he drops back and he's going to pick off the pass intended for Amari Cooper or Donovan Peoples-Jones that you thought was going to fool the Buccaneers defense. Going to have to have a big, big day out of Antoine. I expect it to happen. The guy is playing at an all-pro level this year. And because Evan cheated and took both inside linebackers, I'm going with Antoine. Yeah, I heard that. He's like, my key player, er. Er. <laughs> okay, my key player, Levante, David, and Devin White. I'm like, when did these two it's, merge into one? It's like Devin number David. F- number four thousand five hundred fifty four or five thousand four hundred forty five on your rosters. Yeah, number Devin David. They're just they've melded into one human. Yeah, it, it was insane. Look, Evan Klossy just did not have a good WTSP Wednesday. He needs to make up for it. I hope he wears an Ohio State something next week. He, he won't. He knows better. You know what? If you had any guts, you'd have done a jersey bet with him. That's what you. That's what you done. I don't want to have to go buy a jersey. <laughs> you don't want to go buy a Buckeyes jersey. See, you already know my player of the game, Chris Godwin. James goes bold prediction on Mike Evans. My player of the game is going to be Chris Godwin because it is time for one foe to uh, rise up a little bit. Now, don't get me wrong. Chris is he's he's contributed, and and I've liked what we've seen out of him coming back getting healthy again everybody says that first year off of an ACL is is a weird year and a, and a tough year for any player so this is not in any way shape or form any shade but this is around the time right and we're not quite there yet but this is around the time the Bucks lost Chris Godwin last year I'd like to see them start getting him back in the beast mode way that we know he can play no 100 yard games yet this season only one touchdown three games under a 60 percent catch rate and that's not necessarily drops, right? Like the, the, We've seen a lot of dirt balls from Brady towards Godwin. Bottom line is I want to see Chris. So, and in some ways, this is also Tom. I want to see these two get on the same page again. I want over 100 yards. I want at least one toddy. And I want a 90% or better catch percentage against the Cleveland Browns on Sunday. Even 
with the weather. I don't care. I want it. I want to see it, James. I do, too. I'm right there with you. All right, David, real quick, rapid fire. Let's take a look around the league with some lines. Thanks to our friends at BetOnline.net, who have more odds, props, and lines than ever before. BetOnline, where the game starts. The Chicago Bears travel to the New York Jets, who are six-point favorites. Who you got? Um, Assume I got the Jets. Field's place. Assume Justin Fields plays. Here you right, talking. and that's what, honestly I'm, I'm, I have the Jets because even if Justin plays, he's not good, and the Jets' defense is is good, right? Like I don't mean he's not good talent wise. I know you mean that. I just mean he's not 100 percent healthy, and he's already got enough working against him just being on the Chicago Bears' offense, let alone also going up against the Jets' defense that has been been underrated. I think this off this this season. Um, and the Jets made the right decision to bench the guy who took zero responsibility for his offense laying an egg, um, which is awesome in a leader. Uh, so, yeah, so I, I take the Jets either way. I am also going to take the Jets, uh, although I do feel that if Fields was 100%, the Bears win that game. It would be uh, harder, yeah. If, if Fields was 100%, it would definitely be a harder predict. Yeah. Cincinnati Bengals, two-and-a-half-point favorites on the road against the Tennessee Titans. Who you got? I'm going Bengals. I think some of the mojo is, is getting found in, in Zinzi, and I think this is an opportunity for them to uh, to stand out a little bit. All right. I am also taking the Bengals. The Denver Broncos, who have a quarterback who is on pace to have fewer touchdown passes than he has bathrooms in his house. That is crazy. Two-point favorite against the Carolina Panthers. Who are you taking? I'm going Panthers. I can't pick the Broncos in anything. I, I'm sorry. And I feel so bad for that defense. Like there are a lot of good defense players so on that good. team. I'm I'm going, I, I'm just taking whoever's playing the Broncos because I can't trust them. Yeah, I will also take the Panthers. Uh so we're we're simpatico three for three here. Pittsburgh Steelers on the road on Monday night football in the snooze fest against the Indianapolis <laughs> Colts, who are two and a half point favorites. Who you got on this one? I'm going with Jeff Saturday. 3-0, and baby. Well, it should be 3-0. and 2-1, but should be 3-0. and Almost beat the Philadelphia Eagles. Look, we need to go back a couple weeks. I told y'all that the Colts were going to win Jeff Saturday's first game. And James laughed at me. Uh, I'm pretty sure that you said... I don't actually know if you did or not. No, I picked uh, the Colts. I said I don't want to. Right. But the way the NFL That's gods right. work, the Indianapolis Colts are going to win that game. And dadgummit, they won that game. Uh, as much as I want to take the Steelers just so that we have one game that's different, I got to agree with you. I'm going to take the Colts on that one. David, well, what- get up. we got to argue just for the sake of arguing Ohio state favored this Saturday by seven and a half points. James Jarko, who wins that game? Michigan. <sighs> David, what is your score for the bucks and the Browns? Uh, my score for the bucks and the Browns. Cleveland, if you if you watch the crossover, saw the crossover, listen to the crossover, you're gonna this is gonna sound familiar. Cleveland scoring 24 points per game, allowing 26.9. Tampa Bay is scoring 18.3 points per game, allowing 18. That's a score differential of negative 2.9 for the Browns, and it's a scoring differential of 0.3 for the Buccaneers. Therefore, that math says Buccaneers 23, Cleveland 21. All right, and I will take the Buccaneers to also score 23 points. The Cleveland Browns are only going to score 13 bucks by 10. Uh, come away from Ohio with a win. Uh, also, Bucks win by 10, staying in Ohio with a win. No, 
we're no, not in that one. As I stated on WTSP Wednesday, when I attend a Tampa Bay Buccaneers game on Thanksgiving weekend, the Buccaneers and the Wolverines are undefeated. And when I attend two Buccaneers road games in a single season, the Buc- the Buckeyes have never lost the Wolverines. I think, I don't know, because I didn't actually look it up. Uh, also, when I am in the media box, the Buccaneers are 0-2, so something's got to give, but I will be coming to you <laughs> live. So if the Bucks lose, you if know Bucks who to talk lose, to, guys. It's my fault. You know if, who to talk to. Yeah, if the Bucks lose, it is my fault. You can come after me and ban me from ever attending another Buccaneers road game uh in the media box but i'll come to you live after the game and uh until then thank you again for making locked on bucks your first listen or view of the day and of course for the biggest headlines in all of sports you can check out locked on sports today available on youtube and wherever you are listening to this podcast reactions to the game go ahead and give us a call at 813-444-5841 check out what david's doing over at bucksgameday.com check out my work over at bucksnation.com follow everything on twitter at locked on bucks at jarco underscore bucks and at e harrison 82 hope you all have an absolutely outstanding weekend stay safe and stay healthy fire those hands and we thank you so much for joining us right here at locked on bucks